Business as Unusual is a thought-provoking podcast that explores the innovative strategies, disruptive ideas, and unconventional practices driving successful leaders and companies in the ever-evolving world of modern business. Subscribe, comment, and share for weekly inspiration with our host, Aisela. Hi, welcome to Business is Unusual. This is Zaisla, and I'm here today with Genevieve Paturo, a speaker, author, and consultant with a passion for purpose. Welcome to the show, Genevieve. Thank you, Aisla. I am really excited to have you here today, and I know that you have a lot to share. And before we dive into the details of your business, I'm wondering if you would be willing to share the last thing that you did for fun. Oh, I went to the beach this weekend. That's oh, my top yeah. one of my top three things to do, and it was beautiful. And we saw a whole bunch of dolphins and a whale. Oh my goodness! Hit the wow. <laughs> I love. I yearn. I'm in Colorado, so I'm landlocked, and I love the mountains. But I grew up on the East Coast, and those beaches are not. They're not like California beaches where, you know, you want to be. You want to be covered fully. <laughs> but there's still something about the water and the beach that I find to be very magical and soothing. I agree. I agree. So, yeah, summertime on the Jersey Shore was really nice. Lovely. That sounds lovely. Would you be willing to tell listeners a little bit more about your business, like what it is? I am a speaker and an author about all things purpose, human connection, and launching a legacy. And it all came about because I jumped off the corporate ladder when I had an aha moment in the form of a question from a little girl. I was climbing the corporate ladder for 12 years and was happy and thought that was my dream. And then I had a moment and changed everything and I found purpose, which I never really thought about. Growing up, no one ever said, what do you love to do? Make sure you find your purpose. Then you find a job. It was just get a job. So the whole journey, the last 24 years or so, has been purpose-focused, and this was an accident. I'm thrilled. So obviously, I have to know, what was the question that the little girl asked you? Um, it was preceded by a question that I heard in me, because I was a workaholic, 12 years, 13 years in New York City, working for TV syndication companies, climbing the corporate ladder. It was a workaholic life, and I thought that's what I wanted. I thought I wanted that dream, that position. And I didn't... You know, didn't give much, I didn't have much interest in getting married and having a family, which to the dismay of my very traditional Italian family, they questioned my choices. But 12 years in, in a quiet moment in my apartment, I heard a voice ask me, if this is the next 30 years of your life, is this enough? That was the first question that came from me. And I was shocked. And I realized that there was something missing that I didn't really consider in that traditional upbringing, and that was getting married and having children, or at least the children part was what I was feeling the whole was right then and there. And I went looking for a way to bring children in, and I started reading in emergency shelters. And I didn't know anything about what they'd been through. But as you can imagine, I learned just by the sight of them, just by their fear of anyone new, just by the way that they looked and dressed and I learned quickly the trauma they'd been through and the people who'd hurt them. And when I saw them, I read to them in emergency shelters. I started reading 
I saw them going to sleep in their clothes and frightened, clinging to each other. I brought some pajamas. And when I was giving them out, a little girl was so afraid to take them from me. After a little gentle nudging and trying to let her know I was safe and these were for her, she asked me, what are pajamas? And that changed everything. And I eventually jumped off the corporate ladder because it was either that or get fired. I had no passion for that job anymore because I just wanted to give all these children pajamas. My heart was breaking for them. And I really felt this connection. And my purpose found me. And so 24 years later, Pajama Program is in 40, has, we have 40 chapters. We're nationwide, 7 million plus pajamas and books to children. And I was the executive director for 20 years and I passed the baton so that I could now speak and teach purpose, finding it, leading with it and help people find theirs and lead with theirs and then creating legacies together. It's, it's a whole different life than that first 12 years. That sounds really inspiring. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I really appreciate it. You've already touched on this, but I'll ask it very directly. So this is business is unusual. So what do you see as unusual about what you're doing? I never thought about purpose. No one ever said anything about purpose. And I think that the, our country has discovered purpose because of COVID. Mm. I think there were a few people who were smart enough to recognize or understand we all have a purpose. But I think it's one of the things that has that's a positive that's come out of a devastating situation. Mm -hmm. And I think I felt so alone trying to explain it to people before COVID. And now it's so warm to know that something's come out of it that's changing lives for the better. And so I'm trying to be as a cheerleader to as many people as I can. And I often think that's a it's an unusual title for me to have, but it's the one that fits. Mm -hmm. I needed those. And it, unless until I discovered that word for myself, I didn't realize that that's what I should have in my business card. Purpose mm -hmm. cheerleader. <laughs> that's great. No, we all need that, I think. It's easy. One of the reasons I do this podcast is I believe that we're always being marketed to about something we lack and someone's trying to sell us on how they have the solution. And I just don't think that's true. I think what you're saying, that we all have a purpose. We have things that we are really capable, almost genius at. We have something to offer and we need to in lean into that and discover it. But that's not the messaging we get. The messaging we get is like you say, get a job, fit into this other system. And so I think a purpose cheerleader is a really powerful way to counteract that constant barrage of no, be this other thing. Don't, don't like trust your intuition. Don't feel whole and complete just as you are, which isn't the same as saying you don't take responsibility or develop and grow, but it's not about some lack in you. It's about it constantly expanding and evolving and adapting. I agree. And it's not, purpose is not just reserved for lucky people or a few Shakespeare and Einstein and Oprah and Deepak Chopra. It's not. And I thought it was. I thought mm. people were so lucky. They were born under a lucky star. The rest of us were just, let's just get a job and settle for that because we're not one of the chosen ones. But I've learned we all have a purpose. Only most of us, me included, were afraid to trust it, like you said. Mm -hmm. 
Will you share some advice you've received that you feel influences you or how you approach your work or something you took as advice? I have some things I read in a book that I act as if it was advice someone gave to me, but it was really just me reading it. Yes, I've learned a lot of lessons because I was so committed to my work and everyone knew me as this executive and on this track. It was very difficult for me to tell anyone that I was considering jumping off. And someone said, open your mouth, share it, talk to people, you'll be surprised. And that is the number one piece of advice I give everyone. The human connection is the greatest gift of all. And I was afraid, as so many of us are, to look dumb, to Mm -hmm. answer questions like, really, you're going to do that after you've done this? Mm -hmm. Are you saving lives? No. Believe it or not, some people said that. And it's... You just have to find the right people. You have to keep telling the story. And I learned that the story I told about the little girl resonated with other people who became supporters and who wanted to help. And it was a simple story. I didn't know the power of it until I started telling people and sharing and putting my heart on the line because that's what we're doing when we're telling people something that sounds crazy to the masses, but touches us and moves us. And I think We all want to be moved. We want to know that emotion exists and that we can find it too. But if nobody goes around sharing it, how will we know that we should be vulnerable and honest and live by our heart and find that North Star? So speak up, ask questions. That's actually really great advice. And I feel that the folks that I'm a natural sharer, like I'm always. I love connecting people with new ideas. I love sharing the things that I've discovered. And I find that oftentimes people are very receptive to that because they, and I actually love the people in my life that are sharers too, because they expand my horizons because they're focused on and interested in things that wouldn't come across my desk. I guess feed now is what we say. (laughs) They would come into my life naturally, because it's not really an area of interest or an area of need, but discovering that that new type of art or that new way of thinking about things. I've always appreciated the way it's expanded my ability to look out into the world and into myself and into the things that I'm approaching. So I think that's great advice. And just everybody out there, just share more. We love it. I agree. (laughs) And if you have people that don't love what you're sharing, find new people. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I agree. Yes, yeah. So what does success look like to you? What a success. I think the I think we have to lead more from our heart, live more from our heart. And if we start the day and end the day with that question, did I spend most of the day speaking, leading, working, communicating, sharing from my heart, or did I really worked for my brain. Was I stressed and was I worried and was I thinking about everything before I said it so it sounded right? That is stressful. Mm -hmm. If you let your head edit everything you're going to say, but if you take a deep breath and you relax in the morning and you just say, today's my heart day and I'm going to lead. And then at night, you ask yourself, did I lead from my heart the majority of the day? And you can say, yes. I think that's a real peaceful feeling to end and to start the day with. And I try to do that. Purpose sounds great, but how practically would you help somebody connect to that? Can you give an example so that they can feel that a little more 
this really? Yes, yes. I can tell you this. For anyone interested in making a change. Now, I say there are two ways to do it. You can jump or you can slide. I jumped. I think that's because I have that gene. I never thought about a slide, but as I've grown in my purpose and helped other people, there is a slide because sometimes you can't take the jump. There are a lot of reasons. Financial. I had a lot of financial woes and I jumped anyway, but not everybody can or should. I didn't have kids. So I didn't have that responsibility to consider. So there were reasons why I jumped. But if you want to slide your purpose in, you will still feel more joy than ever. And that means you don't have to quit your job. You don't have to tell everybody you're making this dramatic change. But you do have to be brave enough to acknowledge what you put on the back burner. Maybe you love to sing. Maybe you love animals. Maybe you want to dance. Whatever it is that you've put on the back burner because you have a full-time job, you have a family, you have financial considerations, all of those responsibilities, be honest. Look in your heart for that, that, that one thing that you haven't brought in and find a way to slide it into your life. One hour a week, I do. I give people an exercise on my website so they can see how to find the purpose, even if it's a slide, which is just as gratifying. So find what it is or acknowledge what it is and find one hour a week. That's not a lot of time to immerse yourself in it. You can read about it. You can research about it. You can ask someone in there, in that field for some time on the phone, on a Zoom, in person, if you know someone. You can volunteer. Find a way to experience it for one hour a week. You'll be amazed at how it lights you up. You'll be amazed at that gift you're giving yourself and it may grow and it may grow organically and not hurt your your pocketbook or change your responsibilities, but you will change and you will feel more complete. Other people will see the change in you, feel the change in you. And it's just one hour a week. And it's just the idea that you didn't, you didn't close the door. You didn't push it further back on the back burner. You gave yourself a gift. You brought it up front. That's great advice. And that's very manageable. I like that. Because you're right. Like sometimes I think you get we can get overwhelmed by the idea that we have to have everything all figured out and that we have to jump fully in if we really care about something. It's got to be everything. And not only do I not think that's always practical, I'm not even sure it's always healthy. Like learning how to weave in the passion into the day-to-day feels a lot more sustainable. Yes, it does. And then sometimes you find a way to grow it. And sometimes mm-hmm. you just would never expect what could happen happens. And it is a comfortable way, especially now, post-COVID, when we are giving ourselves permission to choose how we spend every day and to to speak up about what we love, whether we're doing it in the office. Maybe we take our hobby to the office for an hour a week. Maybe we start something with some of our teammates of sharing what we love to do or taking an outing. Talk to whoever, you know, makes some decisions about an hour a week that everyone shares someone's passion. There's so many ways that we've given ourselves permission and we're still finding new ways to share what we want to do and not keep it locked up. 
Do you feel, like you said, when you first started, you had some people react in ways that were not as supportive as we might hope. Do you find that people are fairly receptive now to this purpose of yours, not just personally, but also personally, but in a larger sense? Does it something, because it feels like this is the right time. I feel like there's a lot of awareness, but I'm not sure if I'm in a bubble. So can you speak to that a little? Yes. Now Pajama Program is over 22 years old. So now we are established and Mm -hmm. grown up and doing some good things. So now certainly, but still when people hear my story, they worry with me if they're reading my book because I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And purpose was even less of a known word when 20 some years ago. So now that whole idea of finding purpose and bringing meaning into your life and changing your path 100% is more acceptable. It's happening more. And I think that's a good thing. And everyone has to judge for themselves how much they can do, what they can do, and how much, how much courage they have. It takes a lot of courage. I knew nothing. I went through such ups and downs. And I'm grateful now, but it wasn't easy. And so it's how about that tongue tied there with regards to your consulting business? Do you find people are they seek you out in terms of saying they're looking for someone to support that? Or is it more does it feel more like it's accidental? Is that something that folks seem to be more driven to find or is it? I I can't tell. Like I said, I don't know if I'm in a bubble because I feel like I I meet so many people that are very interested in discovering and unveiling a sense of purpose in their lives and in their work. But I also know that that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a larger trend. So I'm just curious your experience. I'm not expecting you to have the data dialed down or anything like that. (laughs) But I don't. But I know from my experience, I speak a lot about finding purpose and about purpose as teams in companies. And I speak to different groups, people who want to find their chapter two and people who love their job and leaders want to bring everybody onto the same page and share the purpose and make sure everybody has part of that in their heart, that they want to achieve the same thing, that their purpose aligns with the purpose of the company. So when I speak, then people will ask after. If they know I do private consulting, then I'll either help you find purpose at work, discover what your contribution might be that you didn't even realize you could offer. Um, And maybe it's a group where they're looking to make a major change and that person is at a crossroads, doesn't want to be a CPA anymore, wants to be a teacher or wants to work with animals or something totally different. Some people want to write a book and they want to take a year and write a book. And some people want to start a nonprofit in addition to their work. So It is individual. More people are looking to fill their lives with something that's meaningful if they've gone this far, come this far, and haven't felt they've done that. This is the time people want to do that. And like I said, I can help people with the slide or jump. Mm -hmm. Like that. Is there any trend do you find that there's an age or a profession or a life event that tends to trigger that awareness or interest for people? Or is it all over the map? Oh, it's so funny. I was 38 and I found a lot of women in their late 30s and 40s who've mm-hmm. come so far. And I think we had something to prove. I did. I mm-hmm. wanted to be Mary Tyler Moore. I wanted to make it. I and love her. That's yeah. great. This was my hero when I was younger. Um, so that's that was my she was my idol. And yeah. I wanted to do that. 
and I wanted to prove that I could and I wanted to be successful because to me then that was success and prestige and uh, make a good salary and all those things that you check off of the boxes when you want to go out on your own. So I found, because that voice piped up in me when I was 38, that there was something missing. Is that all there is? And I think a lot of people are finding that. Maybe more women, maybe I just they just gravitate to me because I'm a woman, but mm-hmm. I think our nurturing nature, sometimes we lead with that and that's what goes looking for some more comfort, heart comfort and honest, vulnerable, meaningful work. I met men too. I don't want to say men aren't that way, but I've met a lot of women who get we get to a point where we want to make a change and we're brave, we're brave and we have maybe a different way, different priorities in some ways. And I find young people are starting out their journey looking for purpose. They don't want to just take a job. They have a lot of questions. Mm-mm. They want to know in an interview, what are you doing for the community? What yeah. are you doing for greater good? Do I care about this enough to want to, to stand by your side and make this product or do this service? And they're starting their own businesses you never even heard of. They're making mm-hmm. up their own jobs and they're successful at it because they are listening. Somehow they got that gene that I missed, that some of us missed, that you have a say. Your heart has a say. You can you can mm-hmm. create something, the life you want and a job you want. Yeah, I, I don't love to to still things too much generationally and I also will speak to a little what you just said there that something I've thought about a lot is I'm I'm technically probably not supposed to talk about name, but ages, but I was born in 1974 and that was the year that women were allowed to legally have a credit card and a bank account. And so I think that our generation of women has a different level of possibility and independence available to us that and the younger generations were raised by women who also had a different landscape of what the horizon could be. And so I feel like there's a huge industry of women over 50, honestly, who are embracing the idea that they don't have to live to serve and caretake. They actually can seek purpose and fulfillment in a larger stage, which isn't to say I raised two kids and I absolutely wanted to. It's 100% where I wanted to be. And now... I'm in this place of really discovering all of these other options. And it's a very powerful motivator to realize that this purpose that I had, which obviously is still there for my kids, but they don't need me in the same way. They're in their 20s. They're doing their thing. I can turn that into a different purpose around this process of raising up other people who are doing the kind of work that you're doing and helping businesses develop successfully in ways that are integrated with community and human-centered design. and. I feel that the cultural opportunity is also something that's allowing this to flourish. I agree 100%. I think we have more support than we've ever had. And I hope that everyone continues to feel supported and that the people who have been on the board, should I support them in a move, realize that they're not doing themselves any favor by holding anybody back. Yeah. If it's time to let somebody go, you let somebody go. And if it's time for you to make a move, you make a move. Everybody deserves that. Everybody has a right to have meaning, especially what we've just come through. It was a near-death experience, literally, for many of us. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Families. And we saw things that we never thought we'd seen. There was a point where we didn't know if it was going to end. There was a dark point there, several. And there was a lot of, a lot of introspective research we did on ourselves and on those that we love and asked the bold questions and cared about those we loved and what they were doing and what they were struggling with and then how they were going to come out of it and make life choices. I think that's really true. I feel like that's part of why there's room for this conversation is people really did step back from everything and say, what do I want to do? How do I want to show up? What do I want to create? And there's all of a sudden a lot more interest in creating businesses that work for everybody, creating communities that are more integrated and just seeing that raised up. It's very inspiring to me. There's a lot of things that I can get down about, but I also feel like there's also a lot of folks really working to build beautiful, powerful things and systems. And that's very inspiring. I agree. I agree. And there's change every generation. Everybody's worried every time there's a change, every time technology takes another step. Everybody's worried. There are groups of people who are worried, but I agree with you. I think we had to come through that dark time to be honest with ourselves. And I don't think there's anything negative. I know people are worried. We're still shuffling around. We're still trying to jockey for where this is going to be. Where's I'm going to end up? I get that. There are some things that are not are unsure. People are unsure. And I get all of that, but I do think it's better that we consider our lives one by one and not be so ready just to go along, go along anymore. So for folks who are listening and they want to learn more, follow you, get in touch, have you come and speak, buy your book, what's the best way for them to pay attention or get that information? Yeah, just check out my website, GenevievePituro.com. Email me with any questions or just want to brainstorm an idea. You're thinking about a jump or a slide. Or mm-hmm. We can talk about it. And uh, there's information there on my speaking and my topics and a way to get in touch. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. Thank you for this invitation, for sharing this and for having such a progressive topic. <laughs>